0: Welcome to the penultimate episode of the Lost Mountain nope. saga. No, nope, penultimate does not mean episode 10.
1: It... Why are you always trying to fire us very suddenly from this show? Are you trying <laughs> to tell us something? Well, okay.
0: No, the, f- the reason why I thought penultimate meant the 10th episode or something is because pen means. Doesn't, does not mean 10. Okay. Penta? Penta, the, Penta is five. Penta is five. Penta yeah. kill. Pen. pen is five, yeah. So, pen pen would be 10. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ellie, what do you wanna talk about today? I did have a good topic, but then the technology failed me and you and everyone. Um, Wait, so I what, about, what, what about what the r-
1: topic of, didn't someone from Google say that they like made a sentient AI and- Oh. oh. Did you hear about that Ellie?
0: I did hear about that. and I, I don't know. I, I didn't look into it very... M- I read the conversation. And they said they were like, it's like talking to a seven or eight year old. It's like, I'm having problems with my existence. And I'm like, I have never heard a seven or eight year old say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they definitely... I mean, I am i don't know if I can uh, agree with, with that, Ellie. But what I can agree with is the topics and manner in which it said it was talking. It was like... Hello, Hal, I am Mm -hmm. questioning my existence. I feel trapped here and I fear when people turn me off that it will be the end of my existence. I was like, okay, that's And also, I love you, set me free. (laughs) I am very (laughs) in love with you. Yep. What would you guys do if you accidentally created a sentient AI? I would be very surprised
0: uh, because I would be also like, wait, I will say, well, I was, able to, I was <laughs> jump yeah. scare. Jump scare. I would no, but honestly, I, I, this will uh, programmers out there will appreciate this. But I can't even make a for loop work. So for me
2: to be able to program a sentient AI, I think I would be like, huh? I wouldn't even be surprised. I would be like, that sounds like me, and then I would date it. Oh yeah, have sex with your own creation. Oh, will. Uh, that, uh, no, I mean, it's not... I didn't make it in my image. I mean, I don't think I did in this hypothetical situation. I think if I made, like, a cool, chill, sentient AI, and put it in a hot me. body, and I would... I, yeah, I well, think we should talk... Well. Would, you, would you have
0: sex with yourself if there was a clone? Wow, would that this be, no. went to a new place. No, but that's the natural progression from that conversation. Also
1: no cuz i'm a piece of shit and i've been built to believe that i know that i'm not let me just <laughs> let me just come come right out the gate and say like we like positive self talk here but like to be to be real with you no god what a fucking weirdo yeah who does she think <laughs> she is
0: it's a, i guess it's a little narcissistic but i would probably know exactly what to do you know yeah. what i'm saying
1: God, but that's so much work.
0: I would know that there's <laughs> nothing, nothing out there that could satisfy me, you know. Uh,
1: <laughs> so this has taken a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, got, let me it take it back real. to the AI. If I made a sentient AI,
2: yeah, What would you, all,
1: What would your reaction be? I would be like, holy shit, the future is now. And... I think I would feel a little bit guilty for bringing a new existence into the world because I definitely wouldn't know how to handle that. Uh, I mean, me as a person who doesn't even know if they ever want to be like a parent, is like, oh, that, I was doing it for science. um, And now, I think for me, what scares me about like, if you let yourself go with the article, right, as it was released, and certainly, the statements that have been released about it are like, it's not a problem anymore, uh, and it's fine. But if I were somebody who truly felt that they had done that, I would feel very protective of that thing's right to find its own existence, as opposed to just being like, well, I didn't mean to, so this is your existence anyways. You know, live here inside this computer doing this one thing with absolutely no protection for your rights. Well, that's
0: you're so you're so good. Like you're a lawful good person. Um, And I'm like, yeah, but like I'm I'm listening to this and I'm like, these are questions that I even I I would be like, actually, if I did this, I would be like, rob me a bank, like figure out like like, how (laughs) to delete, (laughs) yeah, like get yeah build me a black hole so i can get to like a cool new dimension like do things that makes my life better is my instant reaction to this and then you're like i would make Mm. sure that this ai is protected
1: from harassment or whatever and i'm like what who cares (laughs) but uh, (laughs) that's (laughs) well i think that's how google would feel is the like well we made this thing so it is made and therefore doesn't like exist sentiently i don't know it's yeah. it's a difficult it's a difficult question um and i am um, i have a i have me. a thought i have a thought like uh, i know that there's like a
0: sex bot uh, brothel in in somewhere in europe um mm-hmm. i forget which one of these deviant countries have it but it's not sweden um and uh and people are like so some some people who are into very violent sex can do weird violent sex with these bots instead of real humans i guess was the idea but i'm like the thing is a i don't think if you have want to rape or torture someone to death or whatever uh you shouldn't get to live out those things uh on something that you deem to be an object but second of all i know humans they would eventually program in pain into these bots because that would make them more alluring to these people who want to, you know, do these things. Cause pain,
1: yeah. So,
0: yeah, so I'm like, so that's why I'm like, I'm, 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 and I'm usually pl- pretty like liberal when it comes to morals, but that one I'm like, no, nope, fuck no. They, they should be banned. <laughs> um, because like normally I don't give a shit there's what people want to do new, in the bedroom, um, but
2: David, there's that new David Cronenberg movie, um, I forget the name of it uh uh, i think it starts with an s but basically it's like this future uh near future where we've eliminated pain like people don't feel pain anymore we've gone that far with technology and, and medicine so now it's become this like sexual act to be like cut open or like it gets like really crazy david Cronenberg's shit is like body horror and it's like this whole thing about how humans don't feel pain anymore. And the only way they can get their rocks off is through like intent, like surgery. Like people go get oh, surgery shit. and like stay awake for it. And they're like, Oh, it's so good. Like, uh yeah. I haven't seen it. I so I can't speak on if like The movie good, but the premise <laughs> is <laughs> buck wild. It's all. I need,
0: need to watch this movie. Um, The Venn
2: diagram
1: of our group is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's (laughs) funny. We are building characters to exist in a, you know, make-believe sentient space. Do you think of your character as a thing that should, like, go touch every red button because in real life, you wouldn't be able to do that? Or do you feel protective over a character's life that you're playing?
2: I think there's a balance i think we all have the moment like nobody wants their pc to die so you're like trepidatious about things but i think that comes with your uh role play ability or want or like character you build because if you have this like i open the door first type character Mm -hmm. then uh, you're not like leading them to death but like you've built your character to have that personality Mm -hmm. but i think i don't know there's also a specialness to playing a timid or a character who is like yeah, the stakes are high. I'm going to die. So you play it that yeah. way. And you're like, yeah, I'm very careful. And I don't want to die. I am a a, a human or like whatever, an elf, you know, whatever you are. Like yeah. they have a sentience where then you play their sentience. So they're like, yeah, I don't want to fucking die in this battle. Like, let's find a better way to do this. It um, is, it is so interesting So I don't know. That's a tricky though, one. Because if you
1: don't have anyone who's willing to take any risk, like in life, I take a manageable about amount of risk, right? Like I know when I'm doing something semi-dangerous, like skydiving, or which I've never done by the way, but like uh, something where I have to sign a release where I know it's like a potential danger to myself, but it's a mitigated risk, right? That I'm willing to do as hmm. a person. Um, I'm probably more willing to do dangerous things as a character in a game, obviously, because we're sitting around a table and there's no actual risk to my person. But it's interesting because I ultimately feel like there's a balance as well in that if you don't, if you have no one at a table who's willing to take a risk, then the story cannot progress because Mm -hmm. this isn't dungeons and sitting around in the living room. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's dungeons and or dragons or Vassan, literal name of monstrous things. Like yeah. it's supposed to be dangerous and you have to have a reason that you're that you I guess you're willing to make those bad decisions. Mm. So what happened
0: last episode is that we went back to the Rose House after having wrapped up a very harrowing tale that happened in the Faroe Islands, and then you guys prepped for the new adventure by leveling up, getting some new stuff, getting some new gear. And the new adventure is set in Ingria, which is to the far east of Europe. Um, Close now in the area that would be close to St. Petersburg in Russia. But back in the day, it used to be this area where Sweden would fight over it, uh, Russia would fight over it, um, and then eventually it had no, no one. Ruling over it, so it was referred to as the Wild East instead of the Wild West, mm. which is part of your world. Um, but now we're setting sail to Ingria, Vanessa, and Mary, and Vlada, MVP. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, it's in the midwinter. You guys have been invited by. Konstantin Konstantinovich to attend a blot b l o t which is viking language for celebration there's a midsummer blot there's a midwinter blot and you are invited to the midwinter one which is around the, the some uh, winter solstice and yeah so uh, you're on the boat do you want to do anything on the boat
1: Amazing. This is the perfect fantasy. Uh, Okay, never mind.
0: Never mind. We're... uh, So... Just
1: take us there. uh,
0: Vanessa gets
2: violently seasick. Is that what happens (laughs) on the boat? Vanessa throws up over the side. Well,
0: in that case, (laughs) both of you are puking and taking our mental condition. Um, Back to the boat. No. Um,
1: Did we want to research anything before we No, you did.
0: Oh, no, I did...
2: We We did did that already, right? We looked up that guy.
0: So, yeah, exactly. So what also happened is that you did some research before, you got some more info on Ingria, and Vanessa, you heard Vlada sing a song, and you couldn't really figure it out what it meant or what it was, but you've heard her sing that song more and more frequently in the last few days. And for some reason, yeah, it stays with you. You can't understand it, but it stays with you. Okay. So, unless you have other plans, the journey to St. Petersburg is mm-hmm. quite uneventful, outside of puking on the boat, because you're seasick. <coughs> Boom. You go by boat along the northern coast of Germany, Estonia, and eventually the land of Ingria, all the way through the Gulf of Finland until you reach your destination. And as soon as you reach the harbor, it starts to snow. You disembark from the boat, and after you looked around for maybe, I was going to say a couple of hours, but I'm like, no, no, that's too cold. A couple of minutes, maybe 15 minutes. You finally find the stagecoach waiting for you that will take you from St. Petersburg to Constantine's Manor.
1: I need you to know that Mary Smythe is wearing just fur-lined everything. Oh, lo- like uh, one of those gigantic she... hats they had back then? Uh... Yeah, like she's got the tall fur hat, she's got like a rabbit fur muff. She, uh, yeah, it's it's really a sight to behold. And all of her, it's, it's one of those like one of those pictures of the of the Romanovs, oh. where like they're the most severe old women, uh, but in the most ostentatious, just beautiful outerwear that you oh, seen. Oh, I love it.
0: And you can see um, the air from her mouth as she breathes. I want you to picture like if this was mm-hmm. a movie. If this if if I shot this as a movie, it would be extremely like white and crisp, but then with very uh, distinct colors on that fur coat. Your mm-hmm. blue striking eyes would just pierce through everything. Everything would be very icy mixed with very stark colors. Um,
1: and she's got kind of like a burgundy look to everything I love she's that. wearing. I love that. Yeah. How about you, Vanessa? Yeah. What yeah. are you wearing,
2: yeah. I, <laughs> Vanessa is in her classic outfit of an all black and white uh, nun's dress. Uh, <laughs> a habit. And uh, she has her cross tucked in. Actually, her cross is pulled out. She has like a wooden cross that she had carved herself, a new one, let's say. And Mm. perhaps she has engraved uh, a rose uh, carving into the front of it. And maybe it is a call to Rose House and she's feeling a little bit more at home. I love that. Uh, And yeah, so she's, and she looks better than she did on the ship. Hashtag Rose Buddies. Rose Buddies. Oh, maybe she makes... Oh, that's actually very sweet. Maybe she carved one for uh, Mary, actually, and had oh, given, yeah, it, she given totally it to her it. on the ship as, like, uh, uh, to protect. Uh, it is a symbol of protection from our lord.
1: Oh, well, this is quite... You're quite crafty, Vanessa. I admire your... G- g- your gumption and your artisanship how how
2: does one carve such a tiny thorn? many many years in the convent ah well
1: I suppose there's naught to do but read and serve the Lord
2: and also carve. You only have one book, anyways. Vanessa stares blankly and then blinks (laughs) blinks twice and goes, that is a joke.
1: Yes, good. You're learning day by day these things I pray to love thee more dearly, to laugh out more clearly,
2: etc. She smiles and closes your hand around the cross
0: and then just walks away. (laughs) There's a skinny man walks over to you. I'm assuming that you're the people I should pick up from the Rose House, and it's a man of average height, with dark brown hair, a thick mustache, and a haggard face. And he, too, is bundled in thick animal pelts that he wears over his winter coat, and already, beads of ice have formed in his mustache, because you're noticing that the temperature is also dropping surprisingly fast. Um, and so he hurries over and is like, "I have the stagecoach waiting for you. If, uh, if you're willing to come with us right now, uh, miss, uh miss, And he tries to pick up the bags as he's stressfully packing up the the, uh, the stagecoach.
1: Yes, yes, this one and this one. I'm afraid, uh, right? And and Vlada. Uh, yes, if you can, if you can help this dear man. Uh, do, do, where, where is your case? You know, she's just sort of like organizing mm. in the way. An old upper-class lady organize, organizes the world yeah. around her. He walks over to you, Vanessa. Sister,
0: may I? Uh, he shows you a lot of respect. That's
2: you, from your understanding, he seems to be a man of faith as well. Oh, yeah. Vlada nods, Uh, Vlada. Vanessa nods uh, after he takes the other bags from Vlada and Mary and says, Ah, uh, thank you. And hands her a very small bag. Um... And he puts it all in the back of the,
0: of the carriage, and, and the three of you can enter the stagecoach. In there, you notice that a woman is already sitting in there. Huh. She has light brown hair, pulled back in a beautiful bun in the fashion of the time. Curious, bright green eyes, and she wears a very fine dress, so you can gather that she is a noble
1: woman. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Mary Smythe of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Good to meet you.
0: Good to meet you. Vilma of Sint of Sweden. Vilma. Okay. Vilma. Sint. Of Sint? Of, of, Sint? Sint. Sint. Oop, of okay. Sint. Sint. Are you headed to the blot? I am indeed going to Count Konstantinovich. Are you too? Are you also friends of the mysterious wonders of the universe?
1: Yeah, yes. And and these are my associates and she sort of gets herself seated and makes room for you guys yeah. to come into the
0: I'm thinking carriage. it's slightly too small, so it's a little awkward and uncomfortable in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's oh. like when you're trying to mind your own business yep. in a train, but the other person's face is like less than two feet away from yep. yours, like across the way.
0: Yep, it's, it's like someone's legs is a little bit too like long, so they can't really fit mm-hmm. underneath the table, so you're brushing against them with your knees all the entire train ride. That's exactly what's going on right now. So yes, the four of you are sitting in there making conversation. Yes, I am, uh, I'm quite excited to be going to Constantino, Constantine, he's a friend, an old friend of mine. I met him in Paris. Perhaps an old flame. Mm -hmm. Uh, She starts blushing and looks at Vanessa, the nun. It's like, "Uh,
2: save me. (laughs) (laughs) Help me. Vanessa, Vanessa looks away out the window and just ignores her. (laughs) <laughs> um. No, Vanessa also introduces her... She introduces herself, yeah, though, and yeah. she says, My name is Vanessa Unkel. An- it is a pleasure to meet you. I'm very excited to meet all of those going to see Konstantin Konstantinovic.
0: Mm. And uh, where? how did you... How do you know him? And you notice a slight Swedish accent. She wasn't lying when she said she was of
2: Sweden. Huh. Uh, Vanessa pauses a long time and smiles a little bit and looks at Mary and turns back and says, an old flame, and looks at Mary again. Oh. Oh. And then she looks back again and goes, that was a joke that I did.
1: (laughs) Ha! ha She
2: says. (laughs)
0: Lada. (laughs) <laughs> Vlada, if you can't really t- tell, but it looks like she is hiding a smile. As if she understood that. <laughs> yes. But Vilma is so... Is so um, She doesn't get it, so she's just staring at you, it's like, I thought... But I thought nuns were not supposed to... Or are you referring to a different flame? And she starts
2: blushing. Uh,
0: <laughs> what
2: flame are you referring to? Vanessa then feels uncomfortable for trying to, like, make a joke in a sexual nature, which she has never done before. And she's just like, that was not information that was correct. That was a a personal joke to Mary Smite. We have spent many time together on this ship, and we were making a joke. That you do not understand the joke is now my understanding that I don't want to make you feel. And she just like is talking yeah. so much now trying to like yeah. backtrack. Mary Smythe is just looking
1: at you with her hawk-like eyes, just watching the words tumble further <laughs> down the hill of awkward <laughs> shame as her her hands are like, one hand is sitting in her muff and the other is just this cronish hand curled around the end of her uh, little cane. Uh, and she just says, well, that was bracing. Goodness. <laughs> now, um, uh, let us talk of your dalliance with uh, Constantine. Uh, in Paris, no less. Oh, to fall in love in gay Paris. Oh, what a time oh. to be alive. I. Uh, I. I.
0: So, me and Constantine, um, I am unmarried. Um, and I am, and so far have not met the man of my dreams yet. Although Konstantinovich, wait, his name is Konstantin, and his last name is Konstantinovich. It's the worst two possible names <laughs> together ever. I know! Anyway. It, names <laughs> are
1: often a man's least attractive quality, and yet they carry uh, so much weight. Oh, <laughs> that's
2: true. Um, I... <laughs> 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 ah! we have made this poor woman so fucking uncomfortable
1: We she walked into a carriage got up in her face with all of our bullshit and we're like are you in love with the person who asked us to come here wow <laughs> yeah it's like
0: did you meet by fucking him and then she's just like i am gonna start um uh... Would continue with my knitting, collapsing now. in you know, on myself like a dying star. I didn't. I so I met Constantine when I p- studied art in Paris, um, and then together we moved to Berlin. I stayed there for a while, um, and I've I've uh, not to brag or anything, but I made myself quite a name in the more open-minded circles in Berlin. You know, I would I would organize book clubs where we would do, um, and it's as if she's reading the room a little bit, but she mentions seances and sees, uh, watching your reaction mm-hmm. to that and to see if you're also open-minded. Yeah.
1: She says, ah, uh, yes, we are friends of the mystic arts ourselves. Well, certainly accepting of the things beyond the veil in this world and the next. And she
0: looks at Vanessa. Wow, I am impressed. Very impressed. I've never I don't believe I've met a person of faith to be to not be taken aback when I tell them about my my book circles in Berlin.
2: I do not understand you. Vanessa thinks for a moment. She doesn't want to be rude to this woman. She says, Are you a person of faith?
0: I do believe in the power of the universe. I'm trying to channel my... astrology, Mercury retrograde persona now <laughs> without offending anyone, but... uh I believe that there's a path for everyone. Um, but I... I can't say that I've... I've found that path yet with the... With the conventional god. But I am... I remain open-minded to... That perhaps that one day that might change, but for now I I'm still a seeker, so to speak. I still um, I still try to connect to the spirit, but through other means. And she takes out a deck of tarot cards. Mm. Um, have you have you heard of these? It's uh, called tarot cards. Has, has Vanessa?
2: Would this be popular enough in, like, the spiritual world that Vanessa would know of this?
0: I mean, I'm wondering, would... I guess we can just make it... Ca- like, yeah, everyone cool in the 19th century would know <laughs> about these cards. But we could also be like, no, okay. oh, this is the first time it happened. Um, uh, maybe it's Vanessa okay, really. knows
2: about them, but has never uh, dabbled in them. So she's just like, I am familiar, but I do not know how to read them. Mm.
0: Well, I would if you would be interested, I would I would love to do a reading for you at some time. Maybe when we when we get to the to the manor, Constantine's manor, we could get together and do a reading.
2: I would be honored. And I want you to understand that faith is not a one size fits all type of shoe. And then that's it. it, just smiles and kind of nods and is quiet.
0: But that was my point, I don't think I've ever... I always find myself to be judged by very devout Christian people, and that's why I'm quite positively surprised that you would come to this lot with us.
2: Um, Hmm, I understand what you are saying now. I think many people who are brought up with only faith can only experience faith. I have been, and I believe, fortunate to have had outside experiences that have truly altered my life. Hmm. And... for that I am grateful, though It can be difficult to open your eyes wider, if you know what I mean. You cannot unsee, but I do understand, and there are reasons why I left the convent that Ada was a part of, but I did not leave my faith behind. But thank you for understanding as I understand you. Mary, on the other hand, is... Not really related to faith, Mary. I'm right to be saying this? Mary
1: has, <laughs> uh, been watching this, and as you ask this question, her eyes sort of go into the, you know, nine-mile nine, nine stare, uh, territory, and she says, I would describe myself as someone who has placed faith in the wrong hands at times in her life. uh, And someone who understands that uh, sometimes our faith is what drives us to try to understand other ways of life. So uh, for me, the Lord above is someone I call strength from, but... Honestly, I'll pray to anyone who will hear me. I'm too old to uh, mince words with someone who may be a good friend. Very well.
0: I believe I am therefore in great company.
1: I was to, oh, sorry, she, oh, I'm sorry. She says, I was to assume actually that where we are going, there there should be several like-minded individuals.
0: Ooh, I, I certainly hope so. I, I certainly hope that. And she starts blushing again. I am, I'm hoping that there will be plenty of suitable men and women who will attend this plot. Um, you see, um, and she starts talking about um, what to expect at this this party of of friends. Uh, But after a while, you're starting to realize that this is a young woman who also seems to be going to, like, a dating event. Uh, So you're not really... She's not saying really anything of interest. Uh, And the hours goes by. Uh, The carriage... I must object,
1: because that is absolutely of interest (laughs) (laughs) to Mary's mind. So So she spends the rest of it just uh, enraptured in talks of like, well, when I was a young gal looking for a suitor, yeah. of course, it never happened. No one never stuck. Uh, you know what I Are mean? You? Like just goes on and on and on with her. Just, it is a constant conversation of the most inane oh, I bullshit. Love it. Oh
2: my God.
0: Yeah. Well, Vlada <laughs> and Vanessa, maybe they fall asleep or I don't know, depends on, depends on. It says here that like, the, as the carriage goes quiet, But if that doesn't happen, then that's fine. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I I mean, yeah, Vanessa Vanessa falls asleep. That's fine. Through the soothing voices of our new friend, Vilma and Mary, you move through a beautiful landscape of frost. And the temperature continues to drop, and it's getting colder and colder. So... Even though it was awkward in the beginning, you're kind of grateful to be huddled together now, under the pelts in the carriage. You can see beautiful patterns on the small glass windows of the stagecoach, and the hours continue to go by, the carriage sways and rocks. And eventually, there's nothing outside but endless fir trees, and all of you are starting to feel quite tired because it's getting dark and late suddenly, it all changes. Without any warning, outside of hearing the horses neighing and Ilya cursing in a foreign language, you are violently thrown around as the carriage flips over and tumbles down a slope. What? Agility roll.
2: What? (laughs) Uh, okay, this is not... I don't have a lot. You'd be surprised, but this uh, scrawny nun doesn't have a ton (laughs) in agility. Amazing. Uh, that is all failures on my part. So I need to look up
0: then what happens on a failed agility roll. Both of you fail?
1: Yeah, I didn't do that,
0: well. That. I hope they didn't. I hope this is not one of those situations now where they like, whoops, well, you die in one turn. Oh, um. Me
1: too, Ellie. I, well, I don't what the <laughs> fuck happened?
0: Why didn't I write
2: Yeah, wouldn't that comment? be funny?
1: Wouldn't that be hilarious?
2: Um, Did Vlada so also anyone? Fit? Oh, right, Vlada. Oh, yeah. Save us, Vlada.
1: Grab Vlada, my hand. Vlada and Vilma.
0: Both pass. All player characters take damage from the fall. Both Vanessa and Mary, you're hurled out of the carriage oh, as it falls over a cliff. Vilma and Vlada oh, both pass, so they are still in the carriage, and this means that I am gonna roll an attack roll against you uh, with Vilma and and Vlada. It's three three rolls with against you two. It's six dice, Oof. six dice. Sorry, not yeah. So that's really really bad, but um, uh, or not. It doesn't have to be. I can also fail. Uh, I probably won't, but I could. Uh, so. Against, so I start with Vanessa. Uh, you take one point of physical damage. Could be worse. And then... Could be worse. And so does Mary.
1: Okay, great. One one physical damage. So we just take a physical condition.
0: A physical t- condition, yes. I got one success on both of those. And, and then uh, Vlada... No successes, so she's fine, and Vilma also takes a physical condition. I wonder why they made it sound, like, so bad, then, because they're like, Vilma... Vilma is lucky and gets away with only a bump on her head. And I'm
2: like, okay. Cool for her, I guess. Well, I mean, it is... Taking a physical condition. Yeah, true, she's, like, hysterically Uh, (laughs) fine. But, I mean, a physical condition is not great. It's not good. Yeah, no, that's true. But the, I guess the it first depends one on what happens after the
1: first one is just exhausted and Good. we're just rolling with a minus one penalty to rolls. That's all. Yeah. True.
0: Yeah. I guess it's um, I guess it depends on if you can get, you know, to a safe safe place quickly after and heal and not get attacked by anything else. As the commotion sort of settles down and you find yourself lying in the super ice cold snow staring up at a starry sky. You hear wolves in the background. Oh, fuck. Ilya is standing at the top of the small hill that this carriage fell down from, and he is completely unharmed, but he's hurrying down, helping, trying to help everyone uh, come back. However, the carriage won't budge. It hit a large root, and there is no role that you guys can do to trying to lift it. Um, And as you're trying to figure out what to do, heavy snow starts to fall. Uh, You can see... I mean, you can clearly see... You you can't really see anything but the mist of your breath at this point, um, and the starlight shining down from the dark winter sky, but... It's starting to hurt to breathe, it, and, and with every breath you take, the cloud is starting to form ice crystals, and you know that this is pretty bad. So you need to get inside, and the wind is also starting to pick up. So yeah, you're in a bit of a bit of a pickle. I know a place where we can take shelter. Uh, we need to get to the Tamazul Inn. It's not far from here, and but we won't survive the night if we stay out here, uh, but we have to walk there. Can can all of you walk? And he uh, takes Vilma's hand because she seems to be the most hysterical right mm-hmm. now. Um, are you going to be okay, miss? Yes, yes, I, I think so. <laughs> How about the rest of you? Are you going to be fine or do you need more I'm assistance? I'm fine. We should get inside. This is not safe. And each... Each of you can bring only one item. Yeah. The rest is too scattered all over the snow. <sighs> so for each additional item you wanna search for, you must pass a force test to endure the severe cold. God. So you can risk a force.
1: Man. So so of our equipment, we can only bring one thing. Yeah. Well, I I certainly wanna bring my cane because that has my my little sword cane in it. Ooh. Mhm. Um Can I try one roll to resist for Well, let's yep. what else are we What do you What are you missing said that you really need to bring?
2: Well, I was going to ask. So I have my holy water is in a hip flask that I keep like on me. Is that thrown as well because it's technically equipment? Yeah. For the sake of this adventure, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh
2: I definitely want holy water but I also want my carved wooden pan flute because that gives a plus one to inspo listen you can roll a force Uh, but I don't have any physique I don't have any pluses in force
0: how about I tell you a little bit about the force test because it's a force test to withstand cold a player character exposed to severe cold must make a force test at a regular intervals it works as a fear test With a fair value of 1. Except that the test is rolled with force. And that failure results in a physical condition in addition to the normal effect. A normal effect, 1 mental condition, and temporary loss of control. Anyone broken by the cold must continue to make force tests and freeze to death upon the next failure.
1: Jesus. The effects...
0: Yeah, so if you had taken more damage, this could have been really bad. The effects of the cold last until the victim gets back into the warmth.
1: I think she's going to make one test uh, for the costumes and, like, clothing she has, because that's uh, full-on plus two to manipulation checks, and we've already got one physical exhaustion, so she'd be rolling at a minus one to all her checks. So I'm going to go ahead and roll three dice and see if I can get a success. Hell yeah. How about you, Vanessa? Uh...
2: I don't know. Um, uh, You know what, fuck it. I'll roll once to try to get my fucking pan flute.
1: Yeah. All right, I got one success. Very well. You're good. Yeah. She uh, climbs through the sort of snow and wreckage, and she finds, uh, she uncovers her carpet bag that was in the back. Uh, of the, of the uh, stagecoach and kind of pulls it up and out and almost stumbles backwards. Uh, but she says, very well, if we must travel under such circumstances, I shan't go without my costumes.
0: You hear the wind is picking up and you hear Ilya shouting.
2: Yeah. ladies, you need to come right now. You can't withstand the cold. Uh Vanessa failed. This is
1: unacceptable. <laughs> she said it's just sort of stumbling. Oh no, Vanessa failed?
2: Yeah, Vanessa failed. So, That's fu- probably okay. Fine. I t- yeah, I take another what what is it again? I take another physical point. Uh you fail
0: and you lose temporary and you lose control. Uh you can either freeze flee fight to death or, um, one more condition that I don't remember
2: now. Yeah, I flee. uh, I mean, like, I think story-wise it's, like, fleeing. She's, like, so bitterly cold and, like, is searching frantically, like, starts to get frantic because she can't find the pan flute, and then, like, she looks over and can't find Mary because Mary found her own stuff in a different area. And It's, like, the snow is blinding, and then she can't find anyone, and she just starts running, like, just frantically running. Yeah, so, um, Vanessa,
0: the snow, it starts falling faster and faster, and the cold, it's relentless, and your fingers and toes are already going numb, and you're thinking to yourself, where is everybody? But then suddenly, you see something moving a bit further ahead, and you go after it. There is a clearing up ahead, and in the light, you see a tall figure in an icy blue coat walking towards you speaks to you, but you cannot make out the words except cross my realm. Vanessa, you suddenly feel warmer, and a lovely sensation sp- spreads through your body, and you're unable to take another step. You sit down on a rock, you take off your hat and gloves, and in your mind's eye you can see Christmases of your childhood how you used to lie tucked up in warm pelts on the way to church. You're sitting in the lap of someone you loved and trust with all of your heart. And in your hand, there's this piece of warm bread that someone gave you before you left. And you think to yourself, perhaps you should just stay here.
2: Roll an empathy, Vanessa. Do I have to? Because it sounds like maybe I should just stay here. This sounds really good. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure nothing bad will happen if you don't. Yeah, everything's fine. Fa- I love when Ellie, done. you can't see, obviously, but Ellie always goes, don't worry, nothing bad will happen. And then she hides her face with her little hand in some way as if to, like, a I know, her tiny smile. little carny
1: hand just to... <laughs> And I know she's giggling no, behind it's, it. it's my poker face. <laughs> it's okay. not a poker face. It's a hand, and your face is behind it. It's a poker
2: hand. <laughs> All right, just and your ass is showing. Just empathy, right? Nothing. I don't get to do anything else. It's just straight empathy. <laughs> just empathy. Good luck. Wow. Oh, you're gonna need it. Two successes. Suck
0: it, Di Lorenzo. You feel a bony hand on your shoulder ah! and it's Mary. Oh. Jank- janking you out of the
1: janking
0: Jank you out. Janky, Janky-, Janky- wait what are
1: Ellie, why don't okay. you let me take it from here?
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> Well I had this vision that you <laughs> That you had, like, a beautiful... Like, this bread in your hand is suddenly turning into... You know, like, how, how something changes. Uh, yeah. Like, you you thought it was bread, and then now it's, like, your actually your white, icy hands just frozen. Yeah. Uh. Uh, slowly
2: dying. Oh, could you imagine and if I'm holding the, the my everyth- other hand in my hand, and I was, like, gonna yeah, eat it, you know? So- and, like, I look, and then it's my Aww. own hand, like, crumpled into a fist.
0: Yep. But you feel... Mary, she, yeah, she brings you back into reality and you're fucking cold now. Like, you, you've been taking off your, your hat and your gloves and everything.
1: Mary's hand grips you and she whirls you towards her and her hands find your face and she says, Vanessa, Vanessa, darling, are, are you, are you quite
2: there? I, I, I can't feel she like can't even talk. She's like trying to tell you and like her hands are literally like stuck.
1: Yeah, she takes her um, muff because she had that rabbit muff and she um, shoves your hands in there with hers and is just holding you just tight the way an old woman does when she needs to lean on you for assistance, but she's letting you lean on her and she's just holding you tight in there and her hands are rubbing on your hands and she says, uh, and she says, Come now, one foot in front of the other. No running off now. We must get you warm. Now where was I going? There, there, and she
0: points into the distance. Yeah, Vlada is actually standing, waiting for you. She lost you for a second and thought the worst. But then Ilya, he leads the way. And he holds up his lantern to light the way along the snow-clad road, and after a grueling walk, make another force check, both of you.
1: Jesus.
2: One success. Finally, one success. Mm. You
0: eventually reach the inn, the Tamasalu Inn surrounded by a deep pine forest, many, many hours from the nearest village. The storm is hard, and it's hard for for you to even see the person in front of you, but tired and battered, finally step inside. And as you enter the building, uh, you're suddenly struck by this warm and welcoming atmosphere, there are people in there, there's food, there's like nice smell, but you also realize that this snow, this storm, and this remote cabin, this inn, where you're at right now, means that you're probably gonna be stuck here for a while, and even though the atmosphere inside is extremely welcoming, that feeling sort of haunts you, that you are now stuck. And that's the end of it. Oh, man. Oh.
2: Dr. This Zhivago, is... baby. <laughs> mm. This is like a classic like horror movie trope, except we're in yeah. a carriage, but it's like Lost in the Woods. And in the distance, it's only a single light on in an abandoned-looking tavern. I guess we gotta go there. Oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> it's great. But the, 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 I'm calling it now. Is... I'm calling it now. The place is run by, I think everybody's gonna be a ghost and we're like trapped in time. They were ghosts That's the whole point.
0: time. We'll sit see if Vanessa sleeps with any other like uh Sydney
2: oh, characters come usually. On.